I hate Colin Cowherd. He's a yeah. Colin never. Cowherd sucks. <laughs> not funny. He's, not... he's a pretty big idiot. Yeah, he tries to just be too inflammatory, and he's not good at it. The herd with Colin Cowherd. What did he say about John Wall? There was there was a thing where it was like do like dancing too much can't lead a team, and I think it was like there was also a like he can't lead. I don't I can't see him leading a team because he grew up without a father figure. Like he can't. That's <laughs> the oh, dumbest shit I've ever heard about yeah. life. That's some hard hitting reporting there, Colin Cowherd. Anyway, you're listening to Free Cheese and Hot Sauce. Maybe I cut the beginning. Maybe I didn't. I haven't decided yet. Uh, it's the Chicago Bulls podcast. We're here. We're doing yet another preview, yet another back-to-back. The Bulls are going up against the Washington Wizards on Tuesday, December 22nd, 2014. That is still the year. Hope you haven't lost track of that yet. Uh, the game starts at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time because it is uh, it's in Washington, right? It is in Washington, and we are sure of that. You're sure of that. I guess there was some confusion about that in the beginning. Uh, real quick for the Bulls, we've got starting lineups. Derrick Rose supposed to be back from that illness, whatever that was. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Mike Dunleavy, Pau Gasol, and Joakim Noah. For the Wizards, they have, uh, they've done a pretty good job of staying healthy after their first little stretch of injuries they had at the beginning of the year. Uh, they've got John Wall, Bradley Beal, Paul Pierce, Chris Humphreys, and Marcin Gortat. In the middle, uh, injuries, like I said, Gibson and Rose are uh, probable now, so they should be playing. It would require a setback for them not to be playing. I think they practiced uh, fully on Saturday, so we'll see. I think they'll be back by tomorrow. We're recording this before the Raptors game. Uh, and then for the Wizards, Martel Webster is out, which is uh, you know not really all that big of a deal. I don't know, man. Sounds like a crushing blow to their team and their bench. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a big morale guy. You can yeah. never discount the uh, veteran leadership. But, uh, that And his cool name. He does have a pretty cool name. I like Martell. It reminds me of Game of Thrones. Um, Actually, random fact about uh, Martell Webster. I'm pretty sure that, if I'm remembering correctly, that his mother was killed by a serial killer. I forgot what the serial killer's name was and that's really sad so that's uh we've had some poor luck with parents so far this episode yeah not not good for the wizards and so close to christmas oh it was the green river killer the green river killer that's really sad that's i don't know why i'm laughing i think it's just because uh we did the holiday episode yesterday and we managed to just go incredibly Incredibly dark for every single segment. I don't know if you guys listened to it. Yeah, um, I did. I did a little bit. So it's, now, it's like seeping into this. Podcast. And now we've started off this with serial killers and estranged fathers. It's a it's a lovely home for the holidays. Anyway, speaking of random facts about Martel Webster, do you want to share some facts about? I guess I should introduce us. This is Grant. Hello, say hello, Grant. Hey guys, and I'm here with your token Bulls history fact. But this week, or this game, I should say, it's going to air. Justin's more on the side. here too. Oh, sorry, Justin. Yep, Justin, you're here. You can say hi too. Sorry. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> anyway, right. history. Yeah, going back to the history fact, this is going to be more of a Washington Wizards history fact, but it's really interesting because I actually had no idea about this. But the team now known as the Wizards began as the Chicago Packers. 
Packers in 1961, and they were the first modern expansion team in NBA history. And then, after only one year, they ended up changing their name to the Chicago Zephyrs, and then in 1963, moved to Baltimore. But, so before the Bulls, there was the Chicago Packers slash Chicago Zephyrs in the NBA, and they were the first expansion team. Eventually, the Bulls ended up being, you know, the staple of Chicago, but the Wizards were originally from Chicago. The Packers is such a terrible, like, I realize it's already the name of the Green Bay Packers, but... It doesn't really fit with Chicago in front of it. It sounds, it sounds like something you'd find in Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing they're going for like packing industry, but I mean, did we not like the the Bears and the Packers are such a rivalry? How could a Chicago team name themselves after the Packers? I, just, I mean, they went what, to the Zephyrs pretty quick. They probably got a ton of hate, but uh, obviously yeah. they didn't like Chicago all that much. That would have been really confusing. And it would have been great. But, oh well. <laughs> anyway, what if they uh, were green and gold too? They ended up green and gold. That would be. Uh, it just wouldn't work. I think Not there would all. be just kind of a glitch in the matrix, and they wouldn't exist anymore. Just swallow up in a black hole. Yeah, just kind of thermodynamically or whatever the physics things are. I don't know science. The the bucks would probably to... the bucks would probably sue us for uh, using their garbage colors. Oh, oh shit. Shots, shots fired. fired at the Bucks. Just you're why, why are you gonna bring fan. the Bucks down like that? Come on. Don't hate on the Bucks. I don't like dark green. That's they already it. you don't like dark green? What's wrong with dark green? It's the color of the Bucks. I guess. I mean they already lost Jabari. You don't have to take them while they, they're down. Don't get this like seething hatred for the Bucks. Come on, they're a lovable team. Like how can you it's like, like hating joy if you hate the Bucks. They're just so happy to be relevant now. I don't even hate them as like a Bulls fan just because it's like, eh, it's the Bucks. They're harmless. It's well, they have Giannis. Well, to be fair, I don't really hate the team. I just don't like the colors. And I like that they're like close enough to where like if you want to see a Bulls game but you don't want to pay United uh, United Center prices, you can just drive up to Milwaukee and see. So that's yeah. nice. No, that's the best. Actually, I did that a couple of years ago, and Derrick Rose had such a good game. There's a YouTube video called Rose and Bloom about his game because he like just went off in the first quarter, and the entire stadium is Bulls fans, and it's awesome. So that was random, but there you go. Yeah. Fun fact about me. Fun fact about Grant. Fun fact about the Wizards. Uh, speaking of the Wizards, they are uh, coming off of a loss against the Suns. I want to say that happened on... Uh, well, I'm just going to fill the time while I talk about it. Sunday happened on Sunday. That was yesterday as of recording this. Uh, they're still tied for second in the Eastern Conference, though. The Bulls are uh, in fourth at the moment at 17-9. and nine. The Wizards... Well, I guess the Bulls will have a different record after tonight. Um, so we'll see what their record is at the start of tomorrow. The Bulls are coming off of, again, at the time we're recording this. Maybe they beat the Raptors. We'll find out. Uh, they beat the Knicks in a close game, and then the Grizzlies, which was another really fun game to watch. Uh, Jimmy Butler has been doing his thing. And Nico. Nico, six for six. He's a... Uh, I've never been higher on Nico, and I I don't see myself coming down anytime soon. There's really just... There's no way you can. Like, he's exceeded any expectations any Bulls fan could have had in his rookie year. And already, and it's still... You know, like the end of December, and he's already just showing how much of a dynamic player he is. 
Yeah, the Bulls are uh, in general just kind of clicking right now. I mean, they it's not like they've been blowing teams out or whatever, but they're playing really well. They're playing as a team. Uh, a lot of guys are maybe overperforming. Aaron Brooks is doing very, very well off of the bench, uh, really picking up the slack of Kirk Heinrich's lack of scoring. Really if, well. If you could combine those two into one player, they would be unstoppable. Yeah, it it would be that'd be quite that'd be quite the monster to make, quite the Frankenstein. We could have done that yesterday on the holiday episode. Instead, I added Minute Bolt's arms. Um, <laughs> anyway, not to linger in the past, but yeah, the Bulls have been doing real, but the Wizards are also, I want to say, overachieving. But people expected them to take this kind of big step. Um, I thought maybe at the beginning of the year that they weren't really deep enough to be a legitimate contender. They seem to have proved me wrong yet again there. Well, I mean, to be fair, looking at their schedule, it doesn't seem very difficult. The only like they the only team that they beat that uh is really significant in my eyes is the Clippers because the rest is like the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Timberwolves and the Heat. So, I mean, they could be suffering from or I guess reaping the rewards of a nice early schedule, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they could, they could destroy us like they did in the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, wow, they really haven't beaten. And you're right; they've really only beaten the Clippers. I mean, and huh. I mean, we, we did beat the Clippers too, but and that was, I don't know if it was early enough to where it was around that time where the Clippers weren't really performing as well as they are now. But I, don't know. I mean, they were in a nail biter against the Bucks earlier this week, though. I think. I mean, the Clippers really, they're a team that is the definition of underachieving this year. So that win isn't even like, that. that's a big win, but it's still not even the best. But what I want to talk about quickly is Paul Pierce and how he is just, like he checked his ego at the door when he came to the Wizards. He's not averaging that many minutes, but it's just showing in his play. I mean, but he's still averaging 13 points, four rebounds, two assists on like 44% shooting. And I mean, he's been really, really big for them. If not for the points, just for the pure veteran leadership. Because young, the young backcourt of John Wall and Bradley Beal had kind of their first taste of the playoffs last year, and Paul Pierce has been able to lead them and show them kind of the right way to do things. And I think that's a big reason why their record has been so good too, is Paul Pierce coming in and kind of leading the team and showing them what to do. And even a guy like Chris Humphreys, averaging 7-6, and six, again, in more limited minutes, people give him so much shit. But Chris Humphreys can rebound the ball, and he can he'll make his garbage points in the layups. Like he is an effective player. If he's your basically fifth option on offense, you're doing something right because he's going to get rebounds and create more opportunities for these dynamic guards like John Wall and Bradley Beal. Plus, they've got a Nene backing him up. It's not like it's like, oh, Chris Humphreys is the guy. They have other people they can go to. They've even got a Seraphin off the bench, so they've got actually a pretty decently deep front court, especially with uh, Gortat kind of holding things down in the middle. Gortat, a.k.a. the blackest player in the league. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, no, I mean, not Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, that's... I don't even... Why is Marcin Gortat the... No, I shouldn't pursue this, should I, Grant? Oh, no, no. if you want to know, it's actually kind of funny. Please tell us. I, I like this story. It's All right, story. go for it. Uh, well, they were. I think I don't remember if it was an SI interview, but they were doing an interview with him, and he said at one point, he's like, "You know what? I feel like a black guy 
within a like seven foot tall Polish man's body. And he's just like, that's the way I act. It's just the way I am. And his teammates agreed with him. Like everyone was like, yeah, Marcin Gortat's basically black. That's, um, I mean, I guess if, uh, Bradley Beal's quote was, he's black in my eyes. He has every, like, he has all the characteristics of a black guy. He play, he acts like a black guy. So he's he's been given the credibility of calling himself a black player. Because the article, like, was titled basically, like, Marcin Gortat calls himself, like, a black guy. But wait, don't get too mad because his entire team agrees with him. That's like, kind of hilarious. <laughs> it's one of those things that's interesting because I just took a sociology class this semester. And it's like... the thing they want to get across is like race is a social construct so it's like Marcin Gortat literally a sociologist fucking Breaking sociology down podcast here you go there we go um anyway the Bulls are playing the Wizards I think um regardless of Marcin Gortat's uh race slash ethnicity or whatever whatever term you would use to describe what his situation is um, one of the things that's kind of stuck out to me is, uh, that Bradley Beal has come back and done just as well as he did off of his injury last year. Um, I feel like people might have expected him to take kind of a big step forward, and he hasn't quite done that, but he's more maintained the status quo from last year, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> oh, I had to clear my throat. I think that containing him is going to be one of the more difficult things for the Bulls just because he has so many times in the past uh, just absolutely gutted us. Even yeah. with Jimmy guarding him. Yeah, I was going to say, too, like even with Jimmy guarding him, it's going to be tough just because he is such a knockdown shooter at this point. The one kind of knock on him is he is only a knockdown shooter, but he just shoots the ball so well, and he's, he's, I mean, he's averaging 15 points. And it's going to be tough because I think one thing the Bulls have kind of struggled on defense this year is like pure closeouts, especially when they're rotating on defense. So I think if if the ball movement's there, if John Wall is driving the lane, it's going to be really tough to prevent like Bradley Beal corner three. And people really, are, or at least the Bulls, are really going to have to stay home on defense and really like do well with their individual matchups to really, to keep the contained because you've got Brad, you've got John Wall driving the lane with the ability to kick to Bradley Beal and Paul Pierce on either side, both knockdown shooters and Paul Pierce, legendary knockdown shooter. It's just, it's going to be tough to defend these guys. Yeah. Especially with John Wall having the just incredible month that he's having He's averaging like 17 and 12. Like you could say, it's really a two-horse race between him and Jimmy Butler for Player of the Month right now. Yeah, it definitely is. And, I mean, this is going to be bad because I know we're supposed to be a homer cast, but I think I'd have to give it to John Wall. I mean, he's just been so good. Like, Jimmy Butler's obviously been right there with him. But, I mean, basically 18 points, 4.5 rebounds, and 10.5 and assists, shooting 45% on the season. and it's He's just been playing pretty unbelievable, and he's kind of – checked a lot of the knocks on him because i mean everyone kind of said he couldn't shoot he couldn't score but he's getting points and then he's getting everyone else involved like they've really got a perfect team around him he's got shooters and then he's got pretty effective big men i mean chris humphrey's the best offensive player but gortat will get his and he's shooting over 50 percent still and i mean they just have a really really good surrounding cast for john wall they've even got a couple of good guys off the bench who you really wouldn't normally think about like uh Saul Butler's been doing really well off the bench. Uh, Former Bulls, shout out. Yeah, he was uh, like half a season, right? 
Yep, and he he was fun. He was like the the human victory cigar that you'd get in and you get some minutes, and you're like, yeah, way to go, Rasul. I'm glad you're getting minutes. I pronounced his name as Rasul for about a year. That's what I do now. I I like to think of it as a combo of relaxing and casual, like keeping it Rasul. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> and it's oh, also- that, that should just that should just be a new word, Rasul. Yeah, keep, keep it Rasul. There you go. But also, it's funny, because like you said, he I don't know. I don't remember him playing for the Bulls, but I guess most of his pictures on Google Images are him in Bulls jersey, so that's interesting. Yeah. it's. Uh, I feel like when someone comes to the Bulls, there's just such a bigger... Like, the Bulls have a huge fan base compared to a lot of other teams, uh, so you'll kind of run into that kind of thing. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We got to do predictions, because uh, that's what we do around here. And so, yeah, uh, I'm coming off actually a pretty great prediction about Jimmy Butler. I believe it was uh, from t- uh, two games ago. I predicted him to have like 25, 5, and 5. He ended up with like 35, 5, and 7. So I'm hot on my picks right now. So everyone should just trust me and just believe me inherently. In the uh, Grizzlies pregame, which uh, I ended up doing alone, which was nice. I didn't Aww. get a chance to talk to the internet all intimate like that. Uh, I predicted that Jimmy Butler and Nico Miritich would be bowls of the game against the uh, Grizzlies. Good job. So yeah, we're just we got hot picks right now. Yeah. Hopefully we don't hopefully we don't disagree. Clairvoyance. Uh so let's uh let's throw it to Justin for the first who's gonna win. Uh well you know what? I can I know it's supposed to be a homer podcast, but I could actually see us dropping this game. If we're not careful, especially oh, yeah. com- I mean, it'd coming be very off, easy to lose this. Especially coming off this game against Toronto that is tonight. So, um, so I guess the part of me that wants to see how Derrick Rose comes in and plays, if we can avoid the turnovers, if we can avoid all of that, guard the pick and roll again because he's still got John Wall who can kick it to Bradley Beal or he can pass it to Nene and Nene can like murder us all in our sleep. Um so, I mean, I want to say the Bulls, but... A lot of murder in this podcast. <laughs> I want to say the Bulls, but it could go either way. This is a close one, in my opinion. So, uh, you gotta pick one. No real answer from Justin. Uh, oh, no, I, I did say, I, I said I gotta pick the Bulls, but... Gotta pick the Bulls. Okay, fair enough. I, I was really hoping, kind of, we were gonna have someone finally pick pick the other team. I've picked the other team a couple of times. I picked the Grizzlies and was wrong. Ha ha. So you're not even that clairvoyant. Everybody trust me. Don't trust Chris. So yes, please pick the Wizards so that we can win. Yeah, but okay, so unfortunately, I'm not even going to follow my own hopes, and I'm going to have to pick the Bulls, but I think this is going to be a really, really close game. I'm going to go 92-89 Bulls. It's going to be a more low-scoring affair. I think both defenses are going to come out and show up to play. And I mean, I think it's just going to be really, it's gonna, neither team is going to come out very hot shooting. I think it's going to be kind of a, a tale of the second half for both teams. I think the Bulls are probably not going to be on that fresh legs again, but I think their defense will still show up and they'll pull it out really just in, in the last couple of minutes. And I, I expect them to be losing for a, a majority of this game. I do not expect the Bulls to come out hot, especially coming after this uh, Raptors game tonight, which, again, we're not sure if they won or lost, but still it's going to be a very high-intensity game, and these are two huge games. These are the Raptors and the Wizards. I mean, it's the, Wizards it's the one and the two. Directly in front of them, both directly in front of them. So I expect the Bulls to really have to step it up in the third quarter, but I think they'll find 
find their defense by the fourth and lock it down and win by three. Win by three. That's a. I could definitely see it being around that close. Uh, these teams are pretty evenly matched. I don't think that the Bulls will be able to play from behind this game. I think they'll have to come out strong. I think Derrick Rose is going to have to come out fast. Uh, had plenty of time to rest, and now they're going to need him, especially in the second game of a back-to-back. Uh, so I think if he comes out strong, the Bulls will have a good chance to win. If not, I have to go with the Wizards. I'm actually going to take the Wizards in this one, um, if only because it's the second game of a back-to-back and it's on the road. And that's just... I mean, the Bulls are a good road team, but... I don't think the Raptors are going to give us much chance to rest uh, tonight. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Wizards are like 7-1 and one at home this month, too, so that's another stat feeding into your prediction. Boom. Statistics. Uh, we want to make a bowl of the game prediction real quick? Go for it, Justin. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to pick the safe safe pick and say Jimmy Butler. Uh, Grant? I'm going to go... With the other slightly safe pick these days, I'm going to go with Nico. I think there are some decent matchups on defense for him. But, I mean, I think he's just quicker than a guy like Nene. If Nene randomly ends up uh, matched up against him, I think he'll be easily able to take advantage from off the dribble and Nene will not be able to close out. I mean, he'll probably be playing center still. But at the same time, I just I look for Nico to continue his confidence, keep him down his three, and I expect a lot of the Wizards to really fall for his pump fake coming off like a six-for-six six night. I, uh, I think this is the first time that we've all picked someone different for both the game because I am going to go with Pau Gasol. I don't, think there's, uh, I don't think there's really anyone. I don't think Chris Humphreys is really capable of guarding him. Uh, I don't think Nene is quick enough or tall enough, really. I mean, he's a good defender, but um, he's actually a great defender. But I just think Pau Gasol has the size advantage. He knows how to use it. And uh, if they play it right, they'll be able to get him some nice mismatches. So uh, what, what worries me about uh, Pau against Nene is pa- uh, Nene is just such a big guy. And the thing is, he's kind of a bruiser. He, he'll get up on you in the post. He plays such limited minutes, though. That's that's true. But I don't know. That I think it's that's uh, Powell is a good guess. Just but, but for me, it's hard because just like Powell is such a skill oriented guy, he's not really going to bang with Nene in the post. You know, it's from what I've seen during last year's playoffs with uh, just even Joe trying to back him down. It's really difficult. So, but eh, it could happen. So uh, I've got approval from Justin on my prediction. So I think it's uh, about the time we hit the old dusty trail for this one. Uh, it's been good so, talking to everybody. Yeah, I'm glad I'm back. I, I was on a hiatus. Uh, I'm like I'm telling uh, people that John suspended me for reasons undisclosed. Oh, that's John. Basketball out reasons. Suspensions now. Yeah, ba- yep. Basketball reasons. That's why I haven't been on. The podcast. It wasn't because I had finals and I was traveling. It was you want to attend meetings after you retire. Anyway, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Free Cheese, uh, Facebook, Reddit. You, I, if you listen to this, you know pretty much what you're supposed to do by now. Please share us on things and give us reviews and whatnot because uh, if people listen, then we're actually talking to someone and it's fun for everyone and. Uh, you get the idea. We're all about the uh, 
basketball. I don't know where I was going with that. Just uh, do stuff for us, and we'll uh, we'll appreciate you for it. I was gonna say, don't be afraid to check out the blog either. We had a a really cool article actually written the other day, statistically related to a team's like winning percentage and making the playoffs and stuff. That was a really a lengthy article too. And see, we're getting stats based now. We're using math and science. We're there's a basis to our arguments now. So don't be afraid to check out the blog too. As we add more stats and science, my role is slowly fading away. <laughs> we'll just give you the stats, and then you can pretend like you came up with them on your own. I couldn't even read them. Uh, anyway, drive home safely. Enjoy the game, Bulls fans. Beep, beep.